Hey, it's Tony Bruschi. When you're not enjoying the ghost stories here on this show, be sure to check out our true crime podcast called True Crime Today. Search it wherever you download podcasts. Myself, Carol Hughes, Stacy Cole, all discuss the latest in many true crime stories, dark, disturbing, and sometimes just plain crazy. Check it out. True Crime Today. Search and press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. Here's a preview of one of this week's episodes of True Crime Today. The first accuser testifies about sexual assault at the Danny Masterson rape trial. We'll talk about that and dive into Scientology. Also, teenagers claim their mother and boyfriend confined them in the laundry room and made them drink bleach and pee and eat feces. Then, a man in Washington is charged with abducting and burying his ex-wife alive in the woods. This is True Crime Today. Not only a tragedy for the family. It's unfathomable. Shot to death more than half a dozen times, likely with a shotgun by his own mother. True Crime Today. He then drove her body in her van about five miles away. Police say she put her newborn in a trash bag and threw the baby over an upstairs banister. A podcast that examines real stories in real time. Disturbing. He says she asked him to help her end her life. True Crime Today starts now that indeed it does welcome to the program be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts you don't miss any episodes of the program and uh, leave us a review there on apple Podcasts. we uh, do greatly appreciate that uh tony and stacy cole with you on today's episode of the program what is going on well happy change of seasons my goodness yeah i uh i i'm not liking it <laughs> Yeah, it's a transition, isn't it? It is, and I, I just I don't like darkness. Uh, it's just kind of funny because all our shows are pretty dark. Uh, and right? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've, I've transitioned in life. There, there's been times where, when I was younger, I always liked it darker in the evening, and this is fun. And now I'm like, I need the sunshine. I need it lighter later. Uh, and now it's here in Arkansas. We went from 80 degrees. Uh, one day to it was like 50 something the next and pouring rain and super crazy 50 60 mile an hour wind so all of the leaves are gone even all the green ones that were still on the trees and now it looks like mid-january out there so damn we kind of jumped ahead a little bit but i I, i'm thinking i won't have to mow the lawn anymore this year so well that's see there's a good side to it right that's a plus that's a plus i'd take the nice green and all that uh but you know it uh, it just adds it adds I guess it it adds to the um, the aura of of doing these shows and everything. I can look Halloween, out the window. It's, we've got, or it's just kind of da- dark and sad out there. Yeah, and it's going to be that way for a few more months. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm going to have to do something like a grow light or something over me. <laughs> not not be a mushroom, but uh, so uh you watched that '70s show back in the day, right? Or maybe you even still do oh. in reruns. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, it was based in Wisconsin, which is where I am, where yep. you grew up. And so, yeah, it was a big deal. I love that 70s show. It was good. And I believe they're coming out with the 90s show, aren't they? Yeah, they're doing a reboot. And I think I could be wrong about this, but I thought it was going to be on Netflix, maybe. Okay. And from what I from I'll what I remember, I think it it follows is it Eric's kids or are Eric and Donna married and have kids? I I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, so. it was going to come back 
and or is coming back, but still there's kind of this stain on it right now from Danny Masterson, at least on that 70s show. I don't believe he was set to reprise his role in the, the remake, or nor would he, uh, or nor would they let him at this point. But, uh, I mean, it, it's almost, I feel bad for all the actors that were in that because there was a lot of people that came out of that show and then you got this kind of on it and is that going to take it out of, you know, rerun and syndication because people don't want to see Danny Masterson. Uh, but uh, surprisingly, they're really, I, I'm surprised there hasn't been more press on on this case. And this is a case that actually goes back um, many years. The, uh, the accusations go back many years, uh, but uh, they have just come to light recently because a lot of women women have uh connected dots going oh um i thought this was just me that had this happen with danny and then suddenly yeah. more and more come out and more and more it's like similar stuff and then on top of this whole case you have scientology that uh is kind of shielding danny to a certain extent and it also at, at the same point Scientology is the reason that this case is coming to light as well, because in Scientology, you have to go through auditing. And with that, all it's like confession, except the priest isn't usually sitting there on the other side recording you and taking notes and you're not holding tin cans uh, in the auditing. They're taking notes. You're being recorded and you're holding tin cans. And the auditors would have kept record of a lot of these things. So because some of these things were kept as record and they could be looked back upon, uh, some of the stories were corroborated. So Scientology uh, both repressed the story uh, and at the same time uh, also helped make it come to light uh, by not their choice all these years later. So can can a court actually subpoena those Scientology records? I believe so. I don't think it falls under any sort of HIPAA law or anything like that. And even if it did, I don't even know that HIPAA is not uh, subpoenable. I don't think it applies to them. Yeah. Um, but the the first accuser testified in the case. The woman identified as uh, that 70s show actor Danny Masterson's assistant testified that he smothered and choked her while he was sexually assaulting her and then threatened her with a handgun. This is back years ago. Woman broke down on the witness stand on Wednesday, giving graphic testimony about an 03 night when she said she emerged from unconsciousness to find Danny Masterson raping her. She is the first of three women to say that Masterson raped them to testify during his Los Angeles trial. She said at one point he grabbed Master, uh, he, she grabbed Masterson's hair to try and pull him away, but he shoved a pillow in her face. I was smothered, she said, crying. I could not breathe. Uh, she said she later grabbed his throat to try to push him away, but he held her down and began choking her. Asked by the prosecutor what she was thinking at the time, she replied th that he was going to kill me, that I was going to die. By this point, she was weeping. After she said, I can't do this, the judge called for a brief break, and the court's victim services advocate confronted her and comforted her at the witness stand. When she took the stand again, she testified that Masterson pulled a gun from a drawer in his bedside table and ordered her to be quiet when there was a commotion and voices at the door. She said that throughout the night, she passed in and out of consciousness despite drinking only but half of a fruity vodka drink Masterson handed her. So let's pause there for a moment because yeah. there's a lot of speculation here that, and there was other witnesses and such to talk about this, that she really had not drinking much of anything and suddenly felt very woozy. And she testifies about this on the stand as well and talks about just feeling 
very much not like one would had they just had a few sips of a fruity vodka drink. Uh, well, well beyond that. So then you start to wonder, is there some so, drugging you know, we've going got on? A guy here who's who's. Yeah, you know, is this a Bill Cosby situation yeah. all over again? Yeah, that that is kind of what you wonder about. And, and the thing is, this took place back in it was oh oh three. Is that correct? I believe so. And I mean, so this is like the this is the end of that '70s show. It's around that time, or or it, maybe it had just ended. It, it was around that that area of time where this was going on. So it kind of this is where it puts more of a stand, I think, even on the show because you're like, oh shit, this shit was even going on like as I was watching the show. You know, it was Masterson, uh, forty six. Uh, who at the time was uh, star of the Fox TV sitcom that 70s show has pled not guilty to three counts of rape. In a brief cross-examination before the trial ended for the day, questions from Masterson's attorney, Philip Cohen, suggested that he would challenge her over differences in the story she told police in 04, which did not lead to charges from Masterson in her testimony Wednesday. She conceded that she omitted elements of the story at the time to protect people. At a preliminary hearing last year, a previous defense lawyer for Masterson emphasized that there was no mention of a gun in the LAPD report from 04 and concentrated, the, uh, uh, rather contended the three women had each reframed consensual sex as rape. The Associated Press does not name people who they say have been sexually abused unless they come forward publicly. Masterson, sitting at the defense table in a suit, looked toward the woman as she testified but had no visible reaction. His wife, actor Bijou Phillips, sat behind him at the front of the gallery, along with several of his family members and friends. The woman, then 27, was the best friend of Masterson's assistant and part of the same social circle of Church of Scientology members. She testified that she only had only intended to go to Masterson's house to pick up a set of keys and that her relationship had been uneasy with Masterson since the two had sex several months earlier. An incident, she told police, was consensual in 04, but later decided she hadn't consented to. She went back to police in 2016. In his cross-re-examination, Cohen asked whether it had been her position in 04 that Masterson had raped her the first time they had sex. She answered no. Asked whether that was her position now. She answered no. Court adjourned before he could press any further. All three of Masterson's accusers were members of the Church of Scientology at the time they say they were raped but have since left. Masterson remains a member. Judge Charlene Odemel uh, said that before the trial that she would not allow Scientology to become a de facto defendant, but would allow limited discussion of it. Before the woman took the stand Wednesday after being uh, after beginning her testimony on Tuesday, the judge warned her not to stray too far into discussions of religion, an issue that she had already admonished Deputy District Attorney Reinhold Muller about. Scientology still came up. The woman testified that some of her mutual friends filed so-called knowledge report signaling their unhappiness with her after she told them about the initial incident with Masterson and she was summoned by an ethics officer who forced her to make peace with him and take responsibility and this is a fucked up thing with Scientology right here it's like the ultimate victim shaming so it's it's not so much like he did this they'll look at him and they will look down on him they will definitely do that it's rape is not like okay in the church of scientology but at the same point they're not going to be okay with her speaking out about this or or having any sort of feelings about this because they view someone that 
is holding animosity towards someone as as not a good thing. And and that that is, is the only way that you are truly happy or whatever they call it where you're clear or whatever uh, is is you have to have let go of all that. And you have to work with someone and look back as to how you brought this upon yourself. And it's that's how they they look at it. And it's not so much looking at how you brought it upon yourself. Like, did you wear a, 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 sh- a skirt that was too short? It was more like. Uh, did you have some sort of interaction with someone a thousand years ago on a different planet and that somehow drew this to you? So it's totally, totally fucked up. Uh, basically, you can never be the victim, the woman said. No matter what happens, you're always responsible. Asked if so she, wait a second. Yeah, yeah. So, so not only are women shamed on this planet, <laughs> we... We we allegedly do something that brings about rape in another realm as well. Is that how I'm reading that? Uh, it's not specifically rape and it's not specifically women. Uh, it's anything that is going to be re- holding you back or, or keeping you from being whatever better version of you that they want you to be. Uh, it is your fault. So it's not specifically rape and it's not specifically women. But if that's what the you know the counts are that's what they will consider i mean it could be that um you know you were beaten by your father or you were beaten by a, a friend or something or david miscavige which has had many many stories right. come out about and but you can never be the victim in that sort of a scenario um if it's not someone like david miscavige and if it's somebody just like somebody this in the church they will look down upon them to a certain extent but they will still uh, there will be defense of that, and there will also be uh, the person who was violated uh, has to come and and get themselves, you know, clean or clear uh, of of these these traumas that they went through. Otherwise, they uh, are also at fault. Yikes! So, I mean, in some theories, it's like. Well, if you did have some sort of trauma, wouldn't it be wonderful and magical if you could just erase all that and take that away? Sure, but the the way that they do this is it 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 creates more trauma and it's not going to magically disappear. And you actually blame the person at the same time by trying to find out how this occurred to you by your own actions. So it's not just a let's brainwash this out of your mind so you don't feel this trauma anymore. It's uh, it's let's scar you even more. It's yeah, it's no all kidding. the fucked up. It's all the fucked up ways they do their their religion. It's just never. Have we ever found his wife, by the way? Shelly Miscavige? No, she's still uh, she's still missing. Still, yeah. Well, according to them, not missing, hanging out at the house. Uh, okay. and then they get like uh letters saying, you know, confirmed, I'm okay, I'm here, but there's like no real proof ever knowing <laughs> what the fuck she is. So. I would not be surprised, you know, if there's something like, oh, we found her uh, body. It turns out she's been gone for quite some time. Well, yeah. So they weren't lying. She was really there, you know. Yeah. No, it's uh, <laughs> it that the, the, the thing is with this, the reason that this is getting a lot of attention. Um, I mean, Danny Masterson is kind of a has been actor. But the more the, the attention that's being brought on this is the fact that it. If it if it appears if they can find some area here where the church was covering up a crime, uh, there is a possibility that they could lose tax exempt status, which would then um, 
essentially be the end of Scientology because that's the only way that they run. Um, so that could be interesting. Now, how on earth the Catholic Church still has tax-exempt status, I don't know because they've been found guilty of many crimes. So why that's different here, I don't know, but I think uh, Scientology has been on the edge for quite some time because they just got tax-exempt status in the 90s, I believe. Can you imagine if they lost it? It'd be done. Yeah, it would be done. They Tom would. Cruz can't save them from that. Yeah, there'd be nothing to uh, to be left of them. Uh, when asked if she still feared any retaliation uh, from anyone coming forward about Masterson, she replied, "About half of this courtroom." She testified that she'd signed a non-disclosure agreement with Masterson in 04 and accepted four hundred thousand dollars over the course of a year because the church was going to tar her as a suppressive person otherwise. See? So that's what they would have labeled her uh, as a suppressive person if she would have spoken out. She said that she had violated the argument about 50 times since signing it. She testifies that she had only expected to be at Masterson's house, a social hub for their friend circle for a few minutes. Masterson is one of several trials with Me Too themes going on simultaneously. Uh, on from coast to coast, including Harvey Weinstein's second rape sexual assault, tr assault trial, Kevin Spacey, Paul Haggis, many others going on. Scientology also has a major role in the, the trials of Haggis, a church dissident who is being allowed to argue uh, that the institution is behind the allegations against him. So this could be really interesting to see uh, what happens with Scientology in this because it hasn't had this kind of exposure with potential legal ramifications in quite some time. Well, absolutely catastrophic. I mean, if they, like you said, if they lose their status, their tax exempt status, the church is finished. They, there's no way. Yeah. It's uh if they're no longer a church, they're fucked. Yeah. It, it's completely fucked. It's, it's interesting. I, I, it's one of those churches that I, I, I don't, you don't really see a lot of in a lot of places. I mean, unless you're like in a major city hub or Clearwater, Florida, but I, I've seen them out at some things like at the strangest things too. Like when I lived in Wichita, there was a hub of it there. Cause Kirstie Alley is there. And seriously, yeah. And they, she lives like right next door to the church or her house was, I don't know if it's still there, but, um, they would be out at like flea markets and stuff offering the free uh, readings, the e-meter readings. And that's how they kind of start to suck you in because, you know, with, with any cult or anything like that, there's always a little seed of truth or, or interesting or, or self betterment. And I get it at the, the, the starting part of Scientology. If you didn't know how fucked up it is from all of the information that's come out about it all these years, uh, mm -hmm. but prior to that, if you didn't know that, you would think this is kind of an interesting self-help organization because some of the things that they do talk about early on and ways of working through problems actually do make sense. And a lot of people have found to be very beneficial. It's just then it starts to turn into a fucking pyramid scheme of, oh, you want to learn more? You have to pay all this money here. Oh, and uh, by the way, we have all the information of everything you've confessed to us. So should you ever want to leave or say anything bad about us, yeah. uh, that information may just come out. Have you seen those commercials for COVID-19, how to, you know, wash your hands and stay six feet apart and all of this stuff? I mean, just really well done commercials. And then at the end, a service of the Church of Scientology. And it just made my head spin. I'm like, what? 
The Church of Scientology is running COVID PSAs. Yes. Yes. I'm going to look it up. Yep. I saw it the other day and I went, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. So what is the deal on that? Is that truly a PSA or is that a paid spot that looks like a PSA? And that's how they're shoveling some money out the door uh, to. Good point. I don't know. Prevention Church of Scientology. Let me see if I can find it. How to stay well, the prevention resource center. Yeah, you can take free online courses. So this is how they're trying to get people into Scientology. Yes. On this one, they're Um, they're trying to teach you preventative things. So they're going after people. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'll send you the link um, right where we've been sending messages to each other privately. (laughs) Wow. Well, we're all going to be on a list, but it's a a really well done. Talks about personal contact, hand washing procedure, keeping a distance. Um, Well, it's like all the stuff that they were talking about, you know, two years ago. Well, right. But yeah, I've recently seen these ads um, like in the last two weeks. Interesting. Using hand sanitizer. Yeah, I it's it's just it's really weird. And then there's a thing you can enroll in a free online course, Solutions for a Dangerous Environment. Scientology has tools you can apply to help relieve the mental anguish associated with isolation and overwhelm. Oh, so this is how interesting. Wow, they're yep. they're playing into a pandemic to yep. try and get members of their yep. uh, interesting. Yeah, shit. Now I'm going to be on their list. I mean, I haven't signed up for anything, but I just visited their damn site. But wouldn't this be a good strategy for almost any like religion to take to yeah. gain members of like, hey, we're going to help if you're worried about this stuff. Here's some you know real time practical things you can do. But then we're going to start to intermingle. Uh, you know, our religion into it. And, you know, if you pray to, to this God or this or that, it, you know, it'll take the stress away. And You know, it's basically preaching whatever your faith is and trying to get someone else to go along with it. So Scientology is going to teach kind of more what you would think of probably, even though they hated psychology, a lot of their methods are psychological methods um, that are just renamed by L. Ron Hubbard. So they'll teach some of those type things, I'm guessing, and then just slowly, you know, inch yourself to Xenu. Right. <laughs> Tell me again what Xenu is. Xenu is that, is that like Xenu is the I, I let me because it's such a fantastical um, story. I want to get it completely right. Uh, what is Xenu? Essentially, it's uh, here we go. Zeno is an extraterrestrial ruler of but the isn't it alien being? No, I don't know what he is of the Galactic Confederacy who brought he, he brought billions of people to Earth, then known as TGAC in DC eight, like a, a DC eight like spacecraft seventy five million years ago, stacked yeah. them around vo- volcanoes and killed them with hydrogen bombs. Um, oh my God. This is. Uh, when you get way up in Scientology, uh, you get to to read these notes that were literally written by L. Ron Hubbard, who, by the way, was a science fiction writer. And there's a lot of interesting science fiction things that he ended up uh, kind of folding into Scientology over the years that were just fucking crazy that he made up. And um, Zeno is one of them. 
The church avoids mention of Zeno in public statements and has gone to considerable efforts to maintain the story's confidentiality, including legal action on the grounds of copyright and trade secrecy. Officials of the Church of Scientology widely deny or try to hide the Zenu story. Uh, despite this, uh, much material on Zeno has leaked out to the public via court documents and copies of Hubbard's notes that have been distributed through the Internet. Because uh, I remember Leah Remney talking about this on the, on the show where uh, she gets there. It's like, okay, we're going to look at it. They look at the documents and she's like, what the fuck is this? Wow. And then she calls her mom and her mom's like, like, aren't you excited? It's like, what the fuck no. is this? And it's literally, it's almost like a bad chapter out of one of his books that somehow, you know, he turned into church doctrine uh, once you spent easily hundreds of thousands of dollars get uh, to level up to whatever it is you have to get to, to, uh, to read the document. So... Yes. You know, he, the story sounds like it would be just an awesome series. Um, you know, like a, not, not like Harry Potter, but just a series where, you know, you have these visitors from another planet that infiltrate humanity and, and all this stuff. It'd be a great story. But the fact that there are people who are giving their money and their lives to this, it just, it, it makes me sad. And it frightens me that, that there are people gullible out there that will buy into this without, you know, having any sort of thought like, well, this doesn't sound right. Okay. <laughs> you know, I don't think it matters. I mean, the thing is, I mean, this has been around for a while now, but I think honestly, if there's any time in society where Scientology could make a big move to get a bunch of people to join, it's right now because yeah. truth does not fucking matter. Um, I mean, if, if, yeah, I mean, obviously the Zeno story is utterly insane, but if if you have people uh, literally believing that they're cats, um, and and they're identifying as as pets, uh, I think you could easily get someone to believe that Zeno existed, even if presented in a fictional context, where they'd be like, "Well, I like that story, so that's my that's true for me now." Oh, we're in trouble, man. Like, yeah, you <laughs> really could, couldn't you? Because there's all sorts of things. Like, clearly, people aren't cats. They're not, you know, part cats. But right. but this is like it's being accepted somewhat as a thing sometimes. And I get where it's it's it is and it isn't. But th there's in, there's a level of insanity here that we're going to in the ways of of which some will will say that they're this or that. Um, beyond normal, you know, reasonable expectations. Uh, and if anyone can believe something, somebody could believe that they're a fucking superhero these days and then they can, they can live this life and pretend and nobody, you question that, then that's your, your anti superhero or something. I don't know, but it would be interesting if, uh, if, if Scientology would kind of approach it like that, they should make like a total fucking, they have a production company. If they made a decent piece of production and did like a really interesting, like Netflix style series about all of this stuff, you could probably get a lot of people to go, oh, this is awesome. I want to be part of this universe. And then you, you just kind of rebranded the, the, the Scientology universe and not the Scientology religion, but you still yeah, operate buy into that. You totally. Yeah. You could get a lot of um, unhappy 22 uh, year old boys to <laughs> join. 
I, I, I feel like you should contact them about some marketing stuff. I think you're really on to something. Hey, guys, them. I want to help you market your bullshit. This could be yeah. interesting. And then we'll never see you again. Exactly. We'll never hear from you ever again. Exactly. Uh, teenagers claim that their mother and boyfriend confined them to the laundry room and made them drink bleach and pee and eat feces. The Harris County Constable Precinct 5 issued an Amber Alert on October 18th for five children ages 7 to 14, as well as an 18-year-old who's allegedly traveling with Zakiah Duncan and Jova Terrell. Later, the uh, couple was discovered in Louisiana, but the constable claimed that only one of the kids was present. According to reports, others uh, were staying with family. Two two teenagers are said to have uh, began knocking on doors in the Cypress area asking for help which allegedly caused the Amber Alert to go off. Criminal complaint claims that on October 18th, at 5.30 a.m., a male and female, twins, age 15, knocked on the door of the Great Pines Drive to uh, claim that they escaped from their mother's home. According to the report, the twins said they were barefoot, half-dressed, and covered in bruises. Siblings claimed they were going hungry. Responding officer from Constable Precinct 5 discovered the kids had lacerations on their skin, consistent with being confined with handcuffs or restraints uh, when they were taken to Texas Children's Hospital. A 15-year-old girl was said to be wearing a gray plastic bag over her neck, which she claimed to use as a shirt. The mother, Duncan, is accused of locking them in the laundry room and forcing them to consume bleach and Lysol, while also uh, threatening to squirt them with Easy Off, oven cleaning if they talk too much. Duncan is also accused of pouring bleach on their body, namely their genitalia, according to reports, when the teen's needed to use the laboratory, they were made to use a bucket. Duncan allegedly had them both eat it uh, a drink uh, and drink a man's urine uh, when he urinated. Extension cords, so, curtain wait, rods. It wasn't yeah. even their own urine? It was somebody else's? Uh, I think it was kind of a mix. Oh, God. It was a cocktail. Uh, extension cords, curtain rods, and other metal poles are said to have been used against the teenager's they were allegedly given a mustard sandwich, relish sandwich, or bologna sandwich one to three times a week by Duncan, and they drank water from the washing machine's water supply valve in the laundry area. The individual allegedly had a seizure a seizure after receiving 24 Benadryl tablets from Duncan at one point. Then to ensure that he goes to sleep, she allegedly gave him 20 tablets. The man yeah. reportedly received a punch from Trexel, and x-rays revealed an orbital blowout fracture the complaint noted that the girl's hands were also injured and were deformed and swollen. The man allegedly told police that he had discovered the key to the handcuffs that had been used to confine him and his sister in his mother's purse. He allegedly uh, kept the keys in his lips until Duncan slept out, at which point they made their getaway. According to reports, the harassment started around July 1st. According to reports, Duncan was found guilty of child desertion and cruelty to juveniles in October of 19. APRC TV announces that the victims are in the care of Child Protective Services now, while Duncan and Terrell were taken into custody by Louisiana State Police in Baton Rouge. Charges of first-degree harm to ch- children have apparently been approved by the Harris County District Attorney's Office. According to jail records, Duncan and Terrell are being held at Louisiana's East Baton Rouge Parish Jail. These kids will never, never recover from this. No. I don't know how they can. No. How would you? I mean, this is... I guess Scientology would be the answer. Go to Scientology, don't report it, and, um, you know, eventually you'll get better. But you got to figure out why you caused it. Because that's, right. that's how Scientology would take it if if the parents were Scientologists. God, I just, I don't, I don't understand. And the, the whole Benadryl thing, yeah. um, 
I've, I once in a while get some really severe allergic reactions to random things in the environment just for fun. Um, and I don't know what those things are, but you know, I'll start busting out in hives and it's like, Oh shit, here we go. Yeah. And I, I chewed, um, for Benadryl once I'm a former EMT and I, I knew I was in trouble. I was home alone. Um, and I could tell things were happening and I'm like, I'm going to be passed out and anaphylactic here in a few minutes. I need to do something. So I chewed the Benadryl and, and swallowed it. And I got, I mean, I was, I was better. I was able to function. Um, I got it in my system fast enough. Um, I had hives all over my body and I still don't know why I was passed the fuck out from four Benadryl, which is a huge dose. I mean, we're talking, that is like a, that's, that's like a prescription dose of Benadryl. Mm -hmm. And, and I took it upon myself to do it. And I was not awake for a good eight to 10 hours after that. Want somebody to know. And so I let my neighbor know, you know, basically somebody nearby that I was going through this and I let my husband know he was out of town and, and then I was passed out for probably eight to 10 hours after that, because Benadryl just knocks you flat on your ass. Yeah. So I can't imagine 20 tablets of Benadryl, how this didn't kill this kid. Yeah. That's, that's pretty amazing that, 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 that person survived. There was a story the other day um, that I, I was reading about, and I, I was curious to find more about because the allegation is that it was a child, a four-year-old child, but they ate so many THC gummies that they died. I I, oh, I, yeah. I was unaware that you could even do that. I mean, I know you it's four, but still, is that is that something a thing? I suppose yeah. it, it could like create like arrhythmias of the heart or something at some point, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a drug um, and it just overloads the system to the point where organs begin to shut down. It can't deal with with things. So absolutely. And I I think that story, um, you know, if if the mother had brought the kid into the ER in a timely fashion, they could have pumped the stomach, um, administered charcoal to absorb some of the drug. Um, They could have done all kinds of things. and I'm, I'm not sure if there's anything out there that they could actually reverse because I don't think Narcan works for that. Um, but they could have done a lot of things to save that kid. And and she just sat on it. She was just like, eh, whatever. She didn't want to get in but trouble, I mean, essentially, is what she didn't want to do. Yeah, exactly. All right. That's going to wrap up today's episode of True Crime Today. If you uh, like the program, keep us on the air. Press subscribe every download podcast. You don't miss any episodes of True Crime Today. And be sure to uh, leave us a review there on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, for Stacey and all of us at True Crime Today, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thanks for listening. True Crime Today. Press subscribe wherever you download podcasts so you don't miss any of our full episodes, breaking news updates, and daily briefs from True Crime Today. There we go.